0: everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. just want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome Remnant Warriors to this live update and I uh, do want to take some questions towards the end if anybody has any, but just wanted to kind of share some updates with you guys as we're out here and just seeing the Lord continue to move in this nation and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about yesterday at the Grand Old Opry, uh, just was powerful, you know, to be in the presence of uh, amazing men of God, women of God. And, uh, you know, what really is just unbelievable is is how many people come out. You know, I was talking to Hank Kuhneman about this, Pastor Hank, and I was saying, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is like, if you would have just thought like a year and a half ago or so, same same speakers, same group. And you said, hey, we're having something at the Grand Ole Opry. I don't think maybe 22 to 50,000 people, we don't know the exact amount, but there was thousands of people that reached out. And unfortunately, the venue only held like, I think it was 4,400 seats or something like that. So, you know, for pastors and evangelists and prophets to, you know, sell out a place like that, I mean, it's not us, it's the Lord, you know, And, and we didn't sell the tickets, by the way, they were free. But what I'm saying is, is that we, you know, a year and a half ago, not sure if that would have been filled Uh, to the point that it is yesterday. And uh, the reason is, is because God is doing something in our nation and the harvest is ripe and the remnant has arised. And the Lord just keeps telling me about a rising remnant. The remnant is rising, you know, and, um, you know, I'll tell you something uh, for this might minister to somebody out there, but you know, Jesus in his old, in his own town, you guys remember the story? Like he'd go out and minister in all these places and people would, you know, receive him well. And, you know, he performed miracles, signs and wonders, but it was the most difficult for Jesus in his own town because people would say, wait a minute, isn't that the the carpenter's son? You know, isn't that what he's doing miracles, you know? And some of you may face that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, people look at you and they're like, you know, wait a minute, that's, that's Joe, or, you know, I know them, you know, and I just want you to know that we, we deal with that too. And it's interesting how people are, you know, but so all this stuff's been going on. Right. And then I, I ran into somebody that came into town, you know, that we've known, he's known me for many, many years. And, you know, he started speaking on fearful things, you know, like, well, how are you going to, how are you going to afford to do this? Or how is, you know, how's this going to happen? Or, you know, what, we? he started getting into all these questions And I'll tell you, that's how the enemy really kind of starts, you know, working because then it starts putting fear in you. Like, yeah, how is that going to happen? So I'm saying this and I hope I'm making sense. But, you know, Jesus in his own town, he experienced the same thing. And as we step in this flow and this anointing, and you may have people in your life, like maybe you got radically saved, or maybe you've had a, a massive Damascus Road encounter in your life, as I did 23 years ago. You know, maybe you had that And, uh, you know, people in your life are like, well, you know, we know you or this will just be a temporary thing or, you know, that won't last or, yeah, you're on fire now, but you won't be on fire later. And I just want to talk about how to refute that. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. That's the enemy uh, trying to make you feel like, you know, you're crazy or you, you don't know what you're talking about. But God has awakened you. He's chosen you. You're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. I believe the Lord has specifically chose his remnant people that have been kept away and hidden. And if you're awake and you are a remnant warrior and you're dealing with some of that where people in your life are like, you know, it's like you're Jesus in his own town kind of thing, or, oh, I know you. You're not gonna stay on fire. Oh, this is just a phase or this is just a thing. They don't understand the encounter that you've had with the living God. They don't understand how real you know God is, right? Same thing with me, like when I got stabbed nine times, you know, and I was literally left for dead, you know, part of my testimony. And, uh, you know, and I had that major encounter with the Lord on the way to the hospital. I mean, the story is like incredible what God did. You know, the the guy that stabbed me drove me to the hospital. The hospital was gonna close down in like a couple of weeks. So they were on like a skeleton staff. If that hospital would have been closed, I would have died because I would have bled to death. The guy that stabbed me is driving me with his girlfriend, to the hospital and I'm dying on the way. And I go into the presence of the Lord. And you know, I felt the glory. I was like Isaiah, I, you know, I was undone in the presence of God. And he said, do you wanna live or do you wanna die? And I said, I wanna live. He said, well, if you live, you gotta be on fire for me. You gotta let the people know I'm real. And you, you know, you're gonna be a minister of the gospel an evangelist. And uh, you gotta go out there and let the people know about me. And so, you know, once I came to, and I you know, was awakened in the hospital, the woman's like, you shouldn't be alive. You should be dead. It's a very long story. I'm giving you a very short version of it. But all that to say is that, you know, I went to Bible college and, you know, it was a Damascus Road encounter for me. I mean, even though I had already been serving the Lord for about two years before that, it was still an awakening for me because this was the moment that I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so real. Like, God is so real. And I had that encounter with Him and His Holy Spirit. And, and you may have had an encounter. And, you know, it may not be the same story, but maybe you went through something or, you know, maybe God just revealed Himself to you in, in a special way and you've had that encounter, you're somebody that's had an encounter, you've had a Damascus road, you know for sure, you know that you know that you know that God is real, you know that you know that you know that he's moving, and you're walking in faith, and then there's somebody that comes in, you know, that you may know for a long time, maybe it's an uncle or a parent or your spouse or a friend, and they, like, just, for lack of a better word, they kind of poo-poo it, like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, I'm glad you're doing the God thing, or I'm glad you're, you know, and so it really minimalizes it and kind of makes it like, you know, where it's like small. And in your heart, you know, it's big. You know, it's like the biggest thing that you've ever experienced, like this is it. You know, it's all about walking in the flow, it's about Jesus, and they're just totally not getting it. So I just wanna encourage you, even the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus himself, when he was fully God and fully man, even he dealt with being Jesus in his own town. And some of you are dealing with Jesus in his own town syndrome. You're dealing with it with your spouse, you're dealing with your friends, and they're telling you, you're crazy, or this won't last, or I'm glad you're, you, know, you found God, or whatever. But they're not, you know, they don't understand like, the level of what you're getting. They don't understand that God is giving you messages and downloads, and you feel the anointing, and you're walking in the flow, and the Holy Spirit is revealing himself to you. And you're going through this powerful encounter, and you wish that they could get it, but they don't. But here's the thing, hold tight, hold fast. God has awakened you for a purpose and a reason. It's for this time. He has literally created you for a time as this. He's literally prepared you. Everything that you've had to walk through in your life, everything that you've had to experience. And so, you know, if they don't get it, God bless them, pray for them. Totally get that, even if it's your spouse. Like, I'm not saying you gotta get a divorce. That's not, you know, a lot of people think that because they're like, well, we're unequal yoke, no. No, pray for your spouse. There are some instances in the word of God where divorces are okay, but honestly, we stand for marriage. We don't want to see you get divorced. And so, you know, I really believe the word of God. I mean, it's very powerful what it says about marriage. We're, we're to contend. We're to fight for our marriages. Everybody's got to do that. Even people with the best marriage, you know, there's still warfare that comes. There's still attack that comes. So, you know, we're in a very microwave society where we just give up on things and walk away. And sometimes, you know, you have an encounter with the Lord and he decides to wake you up and then your spouse is still asleep and you're wondering, what am I going to do? And it's a very difficult situation. It's very difficult. Listen, I know more about this than you guys probably understand. I've counseled for many years. I've walked through many people with their marriages. I get this. My own parents, okay? So I get this. Um, and I want you to understand I get it. And it's not easy. But being a Christian is not easy. We, we're going down the straight and narrow path. There's a lot of people in the wide gate strategy, right? There's a lot of people that are, you know, wide gate, wide gate. Well, yeah, that's compromise. The little leaven leavens the whole lump, right? So, you know, we're walking in the straight and narrow. And that's why yesterday the Lord put it on my heart. and I really didn't get to share much at the Grand Ole Opry because, you know, it was a very busy event, very packed event. But the Lord put it on my heart that the church really needs to be consecrated because where we're going is holy, And what does that mean? That means that, like, if we have an area of sin that's still open in our life, the enemy will use that as an open door. So we got to really understand consecration, repentance, because where we're going is holy, you know. But not everybody's going to get that. People around us are going to think we're crazy. I just want you guys to know that. And this is not something that's new. It happened with Jesus, it happened with Noah, it happened with Paul, it happened with just about everybody in the Bible that had a major encounter with the Lord. So if you think that, like, You're the only one going through this, you're not. But but the choice would be what? So would you rather be asleep? Would you rather not have had the encounter with God? Because you actually had the most important thing that will happen on this earth, which is an encounter with the living God and giving your heart to Jesus so that you will live and rule and reign with him for eternity, amen? So that is, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about that, but we're we're gonna be walking the streets of gold. We're gonna be ruling and reigning with him for eternity. And God wants to do miracles and signs and wonders now. He wants to do that now. He wants to show his glory. His glory is ready. He's ready. He's waiting on us. And and many people are stepping into the stream of living water and the flow of the spirit. And you're experiencing powerful things. I'm getting people that are writing me from all over the country. And this is what's cool. I mean, I'm talking with pastors and leaders and different people and they're they're sharing stories and they're like, look, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I say, well, that's crazy because that's how I feel. It is unlike anything I've ever seen before. That's why I'm so excited. So in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the failures of our government and our governmental systems and the mainstream corporate media that literally are targeting pastors now, uh, almost like in a communist regime. I mean, it's pretty much the same. You know, they're coming after men of God. I was talking with a very prominent leader yesterday. You would all know his name. And we were having a conversation about this. And we were talking about how they're using different methods, either, you know, IRS or the news media or different things, the court system, to come after pastors and Christians now, so, you know, they're using uh, avenues and methods that, you know, are similar to tactics that have been used in the past uh, in other nations when they're trying to do uh, a takeover of the government, which we all know is happening. But but we're, we're believing that there's a firewall and there's something that's it, that's holding it back from America being destroyed. What is that? Let's think about this. You know, why is America still here? Why is the economy still okay despite, you know, the cracks in the ceiling And uh, you know, many people said that the dollar and the the dollar would lose the global reserve status by now. You know, uh, we would go into some type of new currency. There was that you know whole push for the great reset. You know, we're seeing them still continue to push that agenda, but at the same time, you know, it seems like it's kind of stalled or they've had some hiccups. And I really believe a lot of that was what President Trump was able to accomplish in the four years and really setting a lot of roadblocks in his policies and and rolling back a lot of the globalist policies and strategies. So. You know the next thing that I think they want to do is a mass censorship. I really believe this. I think that they, you know they don't. They realize that people like you know me are out here, and it's like you know they they want to silence us because they know that so many people are awakening. They're very scared about this. But the the challenge that they have is is people say, well, what is that pastor saying that's bad? Like he's a pastor. He's he's talking about the love of Christ. He's talking about being saved and set free and healed and delivered. But partially. What we're also talking about is we're, we're giving news from a Christian perspective, from a biblical worldview, because unfortunately that's lacking, even in the greater body of Christ. Of course, there are some out there doing it, uh, you know, and I'm thankful for those, you know, some of them I was with last night. Uh, but, but for the most part, there's not a lot of people that are standing and speaking the truth and, and giving real information. And a lot of people are watching the modern day prophets of veil, vale. uh, you know who I'm talking about, and uh, they, they came after me just pretty much because I've been exposing them, you know? The modern day prophets of Baal, that's what I say. You, if you watch me for long enough, you know who I'm talking about. So, you know, I have to be measured and strategic in what we say on on Facebook and on these broadcasts because they will take down accounts. And I tell you guys, follow me on some of these other channels because there's gonna be a point, you know, uh, where they do take these uh, accounts down because they don't want you knowing the truth. And I think that's what people are understanding is, is that not only is this a spiritual thing because the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities uh, but we're watching this literally manifest. The spirit of Antichrist is manifesting. They're coming after the church. They're trying to censor the pastors. They're trying to censor people that are speaking out boldly. Uh, and and they you know they're using all different types of methods to try to squelch this massive move of God. But ultimately, what this is is this is leading to this great end time harvest. It's it's really prophetic in what's happening in this mass awakening where people are coming together. The remnant is rising. Uh, other remnant people are coming together. They're thinking of new ways and being creative. They're having online forums. Some of you guys hold prayer meetings, part of this remnant group. Uh, thank you for the intercessors that cover us in the ministry. I can't tell you how important that is. Uh, you know, I can't speak publicly about many of the challenges that we face, but there are many. But the God that we have is bigger. And so it goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning about Jesus in his own town. We have to guard ourselves because right now we're walking in the flow of the spirit. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm headed to Dallas. Uh, we're gonna do a TV show when we're out there, three, three different episodes um, you know, I'll be in town just for a night or so, and then I'm gonna probably come back home because I've been gone so much, and it's just a lot. Um, but I'll tell you though, um, God, you know, we're in the flow. We're seeing God move. I mean, it's like unbelievable. This is I'm, I get to report on the revival. You know, we've been p- praying for revival for a great awakening in America. It, it's not later. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It is here. And so, what's going to happen from this point on? I think it's going to get very exciting. And uh, some of the words that were given last night, you know, there was some cautionary tale, put, you know, thrown in there is, is that, you know, it's going to get powerful, but there's also going to be more persecution. There's going to be more resistance. Uh, there's going to be more manifestation of the spirit of Antichrist. We're probably going to deal with opposition, guys, more opposition than we've even dealt with now. Now, I don't want to prophesy that. I don't want to speak death over the situation. I believe God is going to be with us in each and every one of these situations. I believe he's gonna give us great favor. I believe that we're gonna dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I believe that we're gonna be protected by angels and by the the Holy Spirit, and God is gonna put confusion in the enemy's camp. I wholeheartedly believe that. We've already seen that, and so that's why we can't be afraid. We can't be fearful of, of these things, but we have to understand, you know, the more God expands the territory, the more anointing and things that God is doing in this remnant community, there's gonna be spiritual warfare. And if there's not, you have to question if you're even doing what God is wanting you to do because you know, some people say, well, I have no warfare. I have no problems. I'm like, well, are you, are you really being effective for the kingdom? Because if you're a remnant person and you're out there being effective for the kingdom, first of all, you're gonna have the people speaking doubt like I spoke earlier. You're gonna have people thinking you're crazy. You're gonna have opposition. There's probably gonna be spiritual warfare on several levels. And honestly, people don't even talk about this. When do you hear like in a lot of church services about spiritual warfare and dealing with this. And yet this is so pervasive. This is something that a, a real believer in Jesus Christ you know, is, is gonna deal with. Because again, it goes back to the scripture. Our battle's not against flesh and blood, but strongholds and principalities. So these are the battles that we're facing. And as we take more territory, and there's uh, some really big things coming up here. And I'm not just saying that. Listen, what we've been reporting on, you've seen our track record now. You know, Many of you have been following us for a long time. How many of the things that we've said in the past, and then it's like they come out a couple months later, sometimes a year later. You know, we're getting to a point now where many of the things that we've been recently reporting on that the deep state and that the people on the social media and the big tech, they don't want us talking about. And they literally deplatform you for it. They will take down your entire account because they don't want people talking about those subjects. And yet, how many times have those things ended up becoming true? So it's crazy because ultimately we're just reporting on facts and truth and things that are really happening. But if it's one of those no-no narratives that they say you can't talk about, then they will still take your account down. And unfortunately, even when the Republicans had the Congress and the House, you know, the Senate, the House and the presidency, you know, President Trump wanted to push through uh, changes with uh, Section 230, but the people in the Congress didn't. And uh, I think now they realize they made a big mistake there. So there's been these alternative platforms that have tried to come out. They just have a new one, that getter. Um, which I think stands for get together. Um, it's like GTTR or something like that. I just got an account on there. I barely have any followers on there. and This is what happens. I mean, we got on Telegram. Many of you have followed us over to Telegram. Some of you haven't. We got on Rumble. Some of you have followed us over there. Many haven't. So uh, I think unless you're like the target or you're really dealing with the censorship yourself, sometimes you don't realize like how significant it is. Uh, when one of these big tech platforms de-platforms de- you. But why would they de-platform me? Why would they deplatform a pastor? Why would the media listen to my... Broadcasts. Why, why do they care about what one person says, right? Well, they, they care because the information that we're putting out. First of all, they know that there's a reach and they know that people are being affected and they're being awakened and there's, there's a community that's coming together. Some of you guys have already been awake for a long time. We just found each other. You know, I'm no better than anybody else. But the thing is, is that they know that this is happening and, and they're, they're watching it because they know that the information that we're talking about is powerful and is, is really factual and true and they want to censor it and silence it. So it's, it's a very complex minefield that you have to kind of walk through right now because it's either you don't talk about it or if you do talk about it, you risk being deplatformed. If you don't talk about it, then you're not really informing the people of God uh, on information and sharing that information. So uh, I think they're watching very carefully because they know in the coming weeks and months ahead, there's going to be a lot of stuff. And so they have to figure out, is it worth it for us to keep this channel up because ultimately they're you know, causing us a lot of problems. So- uh, we just have to kind of think about all these things, guys, because these are, these are important topics of the of the hour. And um, anyways, many of you are saying, you know, I, uh, I'm shadow banned, you know. So let me read some of the comments and see uh, what you guys are up to and how I can be praying for you. And I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning here. Uh, hey, Kay, Shalom. Hey, Risk, good to see you. Um, so glad to see you yesterday. Uh, hello, Todd. Hey, Hey, Armelinda, good to see you. Hey, Talora. Trina, thank you so much for praying. Trina, you're a powerful remnant warrior. Brenda, bless you. So good to see you. Teresa, good to see you. Kay, yes, glory be to God. It was powerful. Uh, yes, Demetrius, it was uh, awesome, awesome. God is truly moving. Uh, Kathy, awesome, yes. The praise and worship was amazing. You know, that was uh, Kent and C- Candy Christmas's daughter, Jasmine. I just love Jasmine. I think she's really, really powerful and anointed. Uh, Eunice, uh, what would happen with uh, General Flynn? And uh, he had something big yesterday. I think what they're talking about is Arizona, most likely. Um, And, of course, you can listen to General Flynn. He's already been to Platform. uh, But you can go on to his Telegram, and I'm sure he'll be posting some stuff. Um, I think that they have gotten a lot of the results of Arizona. They probably know a little bit more than we do and uh, you know, I think they're just trying to figure out how to disseminate that information and uh, do it with wisdom and the right timing and all that different stuff. And this is a, a situation that our nation has never dealt with before, ladies and gentlemen. This is a brand new situation that we've never dealt with as a nation before. So it's going to be interesting uh, how the Lord uh, prompts those that have this information to disseminate it and to see how this all plays out. Uh, again, we've never dealt with a situation like this in our nation's history. It's unprecedented. And that's why you know, some of these lawyers have come out and said you know, uh, there's no constitutional precedent. Well, sometimes... There's cases where you need to be the one that makes the precedent because there's been something that's happened and we need to make the precedent, you know? And so uh, we don't condone violence. We don't condone doing things that are illegal, uh, but we do think that people should be informed that should know the truth. And, uh, and so we're believing that what the Bible says, what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. And we are continuing to pray this through and hold the line. And that's why I think the Lord is doing what he's doing, because there's a righteous remnant that is a firewall for this nation. The reason why this nation is still here is because of this praying remnant. And I know Mario, people were texting me, well, Mario said it's not a remnant. Here, I know Mario very well. I just want you to understand what he meant. Uh, He was not trying to refute what some of the others have mentioned with the remnant or what we talk about the remnant. He was just trying to say, you know, even though it's a remnant kind of thing, like it's bigger than what we realize. There's more people. And the reason why he's saying that, and I agree with him, by the way, is because we've been to many events recently where we see thousands and thousands of people coming out and we're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before in all the years of ministry. It's the Lord. It's the harvest. It's the remnant. It's the connection of the remnant, the remnant that's rising. And that's just the, the word that I use because I think it's the best descriptive word because it's not the entire body of Christ. There's still many people that are in the quote unquote mainstream body of Christ or whatnot that are still Kind of asleep or buying into some of these Marxist ideas or not fully understanding the the real agenda. So that's why I say the remnant because the remnant gets it. If you're a remnant person, you get it. You you've done research. The Lord's been giving you messages and downloads. You understand from a spiritual perspective what's happening. And I, that that's just what I refer to as the remnant. You know. So, um, Bonnie, it was so good to meet you. God bless you, uh, Brenda. Amazing service. Hallelujah. Hey, Wan! So happy to see many people. Yes, there was 4,400 people, I think, at the Grand Old Opry. Amazing, Um, Sherry. You said been waiting to hear from you today. Thank you so much, Sherry. You're a blessing. We really enjoyed yesterday, um, just the fellowship with other like-minded believers. It was just so nice, and you know, behind the scenes and just talking with some of those guys, and you know, what the Lord's up to in their churches and ministries. And you know, like I said, it's it's unlike anything that we've ever seen before, and we know that the Lord is moving in our nation. Um, hallelujah. Yes, Trina. Um, let's see, Teresa, you say great service yesterday. Yes. Oh, you waited. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know that line was nuts and it was very hot. So thank you for waiting. And I hope once you got inside, you were cool. (laughs) Um, don't listen to the negative report. Amen. Brenda, uh, Brenda Hamilton, You said, God is preparing his bride. That's right. See, this is the thing. We're like finishing each other's sentences. I'll tell you guys, like when, um, Kent Christmas was talking yesterday, Pastor Kent, you know, I had some notes of what the Lord was speaking to me, and kind of some of the things I want to talk about. You know, and we didn't really know how much time we'd have, but we knew that there was a lot of speakers, a lot of people there, and so I knew that it wasn't probably going to be a lot. But we're going to have plenty of time. Don't worry about it. To talk, and of course you can tune in the podcast. I I talk a lot. We talk about all the issues and the things. So that's you know, and uh, you know, we've been talking about having a Sunday service, and I know uh, I said after the Fourth of July, so. Uh, we're really thinking about starting that probably start online. And then we're looking at some locations here in Tennessee where we could actually congregate in person. Cause I think it's very important. Uh, stay tuned. It has to be the Lord's timing. And honestly, we've been so busy. We've been going all over the place as evangelists and just, you know, speakers and people of the Lord that are, you know, people are inviting us, come here, come there. We have to pray about everything because we can't just go everywhere. It has to be the Lord sending us. And we want to make sure we're stewarding the ministry and finances correctly and you know, just being wise and not overdoing it or saying yes to everything. Uh, We want to be strategic. We also want to be operating in pure streams, which is very important. Uh, Who we're yoked with, who we're connected with, you know, all these different things are very important things. And uh, like I said, it's kind of a minefield from a spiritual standpoint. So pray for us. Uh, But God is good. God is good. Um, Dalius, you said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is absolutely good. Amen. Bless you. What an encouraging post. Thank you. Um, let's see, any other questions, questions, thank you for this good word, it takes encouragement, edification, that's right, Shannon, this is what we need, we need to edify each other, strengthen each other, encourage one another, stand with one another, pray for one another, this is the ecclesia, that's what the body is meant to do. And that's why they say, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. It's exactly that reason, because we're meant to exhort, exhort, encourage, strengthen each other, pray for one another. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, this is one of the things that I think is the most exciting to me in the beginning stages of this revival. How cool is that, right? We're talking about the beginning stages of a great awakening in America. Hello, can you guys just think about for a second what we're actually talking about? Do you know how many years we've been praying for this? I mean, just think about that. I was talking with my wife about this, like, Think about this. Okay. Um, you know, if this whole thing didn't happen the way it did COVID and you know, what's happening with president Trump and all the different things that are happening in our country, if it would have happened a different way, I really truly believe the church would have gone back to business as usual. I really truly believe we would have just went and said, okay, President Trump, fight our battles for us. You know, you're our wrecking ball, right? You're our, you're the one that's out there on the front line. And that's really what we were kind of essentially doing in some aspects, even though the church was praying and, you know, we were laying hands on the president, different things that people were doing, you know, encouraging him. At the same time, we were kind of looking to him to like, you know, fight our battles. And God was like, no, like this is the church's job. Like you're meant to rise up. I, this is all about the church. So I really believe that everything that's transpired as painful as some of it is, and as we probably wouldn't have chose this path at all, uh, I really believe this all needed to happen, guys. Um, I'm believing that more and more. Excuse me. As I, as I kind of see this all play out, it's, is when we're seeing with the, the people that they're all of a sudden, more and more people have awakened. And more and more people are informed and doing research and more and more people are stop stop listening to the mainstream corporate media and more and more people. I mean, it's like something that we've never seen before. You know, you're getting in the game. You're playing more and more people are, you know, remnant warriors. It's like Mario said. It's like there's a lot of us now. I mean, there always was a, a, a large you know majority, but I think a lot of us kind of were off the field. And just letting others kind of fight the battles. You know, we weren't engaged actively. We weren't maybe contending the way we should have been. We weren't fasting and praying and interceding at the level of what we're doing now. And this is what God wanted to do is he wanted to stoke the flame of the body of Christ and really make fire starters. You know, I said yesterday, uh, you know, they were lighting our cities literally on fire, a bunch of rebellious people. That we're operating under a spirit of rebellion and and lawlessness but but god he wants to do he wants to send out fire starters not to light physical fires but to light holy fires hallelujah to light fires in cities where the the fire of revival you know that's what that yesterday was about it was people to get encouraged and strengthened in their faith and on fire for jesus so that you can go to your community and your group of influence and people say well i don't have a group of influence that's not true you have a family you have friends you have coworkers. you know you're in the marketplace you know wherever you are the lord has probably strategically placed you there unless he's pulling you out of it and if he strategically placed you there you have influence and you'd be surprised about the divine appointments um, of course you can also help people like me that are you know out there and help us financially I and mean, we have some challenges we got to go to you know the cities that the lord is calling us and we i just want you guys to know when i go up somewhere there's a lot of people that do this i don't do this they ask for an offering or they ask for an amount and they say well we'll come there but we need x amount to come i don't do that i want you to know this if the lord says go we go and we trust that god is going to provide the finances this is the flow that we're operating in right now sometimes the people are not able to give me a dime nothing and so i go literally and just go with a mission from the lord and speak or go and do whatever else that we're meant to do in that city. Sometimes there's meetings with officials or meetings with people that God is calling us to do so that we can influence and we can, you know, have a voice as the body of Christ and the Lord has opened a door to speak to someone of influence or, you know, so that God gives us that ability to go, but he doesn't say, Oh, uh, by the way, ask them for five grand or ask them for a hundred dollars or whatever the amount is that some of these people ask for. He just says, go. And we just go. And I'm not saying that to like boast or, you know, I'm saying it because I just want you to, I want to be transparent. We really believe that the Lord will provide. And we really believe that if he's calling us to go, he'll give you the vision and then will come the provision. And so, you know, that's a big factor in this, you know, and as he, as he calls to different cities, calls to different places, you know, there's logistics, there's hotel, there's car, there's flights, you know, that's about it really, you know, and then of course we still got to keep the lights on, right? So, you know, God is providing all those things. And I want to encourage you, if you've got a specific vision from the Lord, you know, where the Lord has given you big vision. Don't be afraid of the big vision. Uh, Some of you are now getting vision and sometimes you feel like it's late in life or, you know, why did it take so long? And all of a sudden you got this passion or this vision. You know, I've seen some of my friends and it's like they just got a vision and it was a big vision. And it's like, well, how's that gonna happen, right? And uh, same with us, by the way, you know, big vision. Hey, you're moving to Tennessee. Okay, what's there? You know, we'll show you when you get there. Just be obedient, you know, get out to Tennessee. Okay, Lord. You know, walk away from the ministry. I mean, not, we never walked away. I mean, we're still pastoring, obviously. But, you know, the, the church that we had planted in Chatsworth, California, and the Lord says, you know, your time here is done. You know, and I talk about my family. It's not just me. Like, our, my whole family, we planted the church. But the thing is, is that, you know, when God said go, we went And uh, it it sounded crazy, and we thought we'd never leave California because I was all about standing in California with the pastors that are standing out there, and I had love for the state, and I believe God's going to do something there. I still do. But we were called to leave. Now, I'm I'm sharing this story with you because I want to explain. It's about the obedience. When we came out, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know how it was going to work. We didn't know how we were going to pay the bills. We didn't know anything. We just knew that the Lord said, go, and we went. And so I will tell you this, since we've gone— It's just been like, we have not sat idle one minute. God said, okay, now that you're here, here's what you're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. The Religious Liberty Coalition. You know, you're going to go out and speak. You're going to stand for religious liberty and freedom. You're going to do the podcast even more. You know, uh, I'm going to expand the territory, which he's done by the millions, which is unbelievable. And only God could have done it with no marketing budget or anything. This is all God, guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, So uh, let me answer some more questions here. Let's see. Uh, hey Michelle O'Brien, so good to see you. You're such a blessing. Let me just tell you, you are such a blessing. Uh, Tina, you said I'm not afraid, excited, awesome. Uh, Pamela, you said how do we support you each month, brother? That would be a huge blessing, Pamela. Thank you for asking that question. Um, you can go to ToddCoconatoMyName.com/give, and there's a bunch of different options on there. That's very, very helpful for us. Um, thank you for asking that. I truly appreciate that. And uh, I will tell you this, guys. You know. Um, The thing about tithing, I didn't really understand tithing for a long time. And now I kind of understand it a lot more. You know, I'm talking about when I was like in my 20s, I didn't really get it. And and when the Lord started showing me more about the the significance, I really considered an insurance policy on our life, you know, um, when it comes to our finances and everything. If you are a tither, and I know there's a lot of ministers and ministries that have abused it. And that's why I don't really like talking about it because the world will accuse you. And they'll say, oh, look, he just wants money. But but really, if you understand, you can't outgive God. And what what I've found is, is that when the Lord says, "Sow here" or "Do this," and it's sometimes it's kind of painful because you're like, "Oh my gosh, the bills are tight. How am I going to do this?" And then you know I, I'm obedient, I do it, and then it's like the Lord just like takes care of it. I, I can't even tell you like, and usually like pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Uh, what I mean is, is like I'll give like three hundred or you know five hundred, and it's like ah oh, you know that's that's hard to give right now because things are a little bit tight. You know we give that though because the lord says give and then it's like boom the lord provides in another way and just blesses us like very quickly it's amazing so i really understand it's more of an obedience and and once you once you you know the money releases from your hands and you give it to the ministry that's really up to them like what they do with it like they're gonna have to answer to god you know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is like these people that have abused and used tithing and, and, you know, they're out there buying all this ridiculous stuff that they should never do when there's people that are hungry, hungry and homeless and, and the church needs to be the church. So that's where I stand. Like, I don't think there's any reason why I need to have like, you know, really nice car or really, but you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a car that works. That's a good car. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with them having a roof over your head and, you know, living in a blessed way, but I also don't think you should abuse it, if that makes sense. So, you know, and I think there's been a lot of that over the years. So people are a little weary, but I just want to encourage you, you know, when you give, it really does put an insurance policy on you and your finances and a blessing on your life. And uh, the Lord always gives back, pressed down, shaking together and running over. And that's what I've learned. And when he says go and you're, and you're obedient and you, you step into the vision or you step into whatever it is that he's told you, you know, the Lord's going to meet you because he's looking for Isaiah's. He's looking for people that say, send me, I'll go. People say, what's the, what's the secret, Pastor Todd? You know, I don't understand like how, you know, we, we watch different things and we're kind of in awe of what God's doing in the ministry. Like, what is the secret? Well, it's really not a secret, but I'll share it with you. Uh, first of all, you need to be givers. Uh second of all you need to be you know I, and I'm, these are in no order like one's not more important than the other i think some are more, a little bit more important actually but you know what i'm saying is is that don't say just because i said that is number 1 that's the most important like really important is spending time with the lord you know being in his presence getting filled with the spirit uh dying your flesh daily spending time in worship and prayer on your face you know, get in a secret place of the most high, like get in your prayer closet, or wherever it is where you can get alone. Sometimes for me, it's my car or on a trail somewhere on a mountain, whatever. You know, get into that place where you can hear from the Lord. You can have the two-way conversation and you bring these matters. Hear me out. You bring these matters before him. All of the challenges... Lord, I'm having a hard time in this relationship. Lord, I'm having a hard time with my boss. Lord, I'm having a hard time paying the bills. Lord, I'm having, and just start dialoguing with the Lord. Lord, is there anything in my life that's holding me back from the blessing? Is there anything in my life that's grieving you? Is there, is there open areas of sin that are open doors that may be why I'm having these challenges? Or am I opening myself up spiritually in some way? And the Lord will show you. This is the craziest thing. Like, he'll show you like, hey, you shouldn't be uh, yoked with this person you know, some business partner that you're yoked with or something and they're really not living for the Lord or, you know, you shouldn't be opening your home up to this neighbor that's coming in and, you know, they're bringing a a bad spirit with them and, and, you know, they're bringing in, you know, lies and deception or, you know, you're listening to this person or, you know, God will give you this divine strategy and insight and wisdom and that's why I say, you know, people say, what's the secret? Well, that's the main secret is just spending time in the presence of God and, and getting the message from the Holy Spirit, being filled, dying to your flesh, rooting out the areas in your own life that the Lord wants to work on. You know, I, people say to me like, oh, Pastor Todd, you're so holy or you're so this. I say, well, wait a minute here. You know, d- look at God, not Pastor Todd, because I'm not one of those pastors like, oh my gosh, everything I say, like, please take it to the Lord. Please put it through the smell test. Please, the Bible says, test the spirits. You know, we're, we're just a vessel here, you know, but we're not perfect. And, you know, my heart is to live in righteousness and purity and my heart is not to have any areas of open door or sin. And I do that not even just for everybody else I really do it for myself because I don't want open doors because I know that when there is an open door that's where the enemy uses that to attack me to accuse me and I already get enough accusation I don't need to have an open door you know I get fake fake accusations of things that I don't even do that people are constantly accusing me of so if I actually am doing something and it's and it's an area of sin or an open door the enemy's going to use that, guys. And, and listen, I'm telling you this because he'll do the same in your life. He's going to accuse you and use that to torment you. And those people that are the naysayers and the haters and all the different people that are out there, the heresy hunters, they're going to use it too. Because they just want to make every excuse possible why they shouldn't be serving God. So they'll, you know, they'll just make every excuse possible why, oh, well, Pastor Todd does this or this one does that or this one said this. And they hang on to like every single thing you've ever said or ever done. So it's a lot. But you got to understand, you know what? We're all human, and there's going to be people that are coming in the body of Christ that have flaws and challenges, and there's going to be misfits and prodigals, and we've got to understand to show the love of Christ, the mercy of God, mercy, 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 love, but at the same time, speak the truth. None of this, you know, seeker friendlyism that's really kind of done so much damage in the church. I understand the concept. I understand you want to be You know, friendly to the seekers. That makes sense. I get it. But not when it waters down the gospel. I'm not saying you got to be a fire and brimstone guy, but we want fire back in the pulpit. Fire. We don't want a spade and neutered church. We want a fire church that has the anointing, where the presence of God is, where the spirit of the Lord is is not uh, quenched, but is able to flow. You know, we want to foster that environment. Hallelujah. Because we want to see the fullness of what God has to offer. We want to get the full thing. We don't just want to get part of what he has. We want to walk in the fullness of the anointing because we know that God is a good God. And then he has so many things in store for his church. And he's coming back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And, and where we're going is holy. And we need to be walking in consecration and purity and righteousness. And that's why the message has never really changed, but we need to speak it out. is the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, miracles, signs and wonders, deliverance that's available. You know, the gospel, the entirety of the word of God, uh, repentance and turning away from sin. All these things, unapologetic, you know, standing in the trueness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise your name. I just, I feel his, his blessing. I feel his anointing right now. Thank you, Father God. This is the the flow that we're walking in. It's just feeling the presence and the peace of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Just worship him where you're at right now, God. We just love you so much, Lord. We just love you. Thank you, Father God. Praise you for what you're doing in, in these lives, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. And I know many of you are, are really praying right now for certain areas uh, you know, in, your, in, your, um, in your life. You know, There's people that are, that are struggling right now. That are on this broadcast. You, you're dealing with a loved one that may have a, a physical ailment. It may be terminal. Um, you're dealing with some painful things. Maybe some financial challenges. You're dealing with people that are opposing you. They're coming against you. And uh, I just want to encourage you. You know, if you're getting these things, it probably means you're over the target. And uh, and that's not a bad thing because the Bible said that we would deal with these things. In fact, the apostles dealt with these things. Paul dealt with these things. Right? You know that the people in the, in the Bible. Look at the the disciples they dealt with these things, right? So hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Um, Some people are saying they're dealing with a little bit of anxiety. We just wanna cast that down right now, cast down fear, anxiety, stress. Hallelujah, Lord, give us peace that passes understanding. Let's just pray for the the last couple of seconds here. Lord, we just thank you for a peace that passes understanding. Uh, Father God, we need you more than ever before. We need your wisdom, we need your protection. Please protect this ministry, Lord. Let, let the fiery darts of hell not prevail. I pray for each and every person listening right now that you just are the shield around them. You are the glory and the lifter of their head. Hallelujah. Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. Thank you, Lord. He that dwells in the secret place of the most, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you for your word that is living water, Lord God. Thank you that you are our protection. You are very present help in times of need. Lord, all the the foul assignments of hell, the the words that people have spoke to us that that take root in our heart, Lord God, that discourage us, that uh, we we allow to define us sometimes, the enemy used to torment us. I just pray those would all fall down, that the weights would be lifted off, that the burden would be lifted off. You say that our yoke is easy and our burden is light. Hallelujah. Lord God, you are doing something new and something fresh in our nation. We believe revival is upon us. We're excited. We're expectant. We know that you're going to turn things around. We know that what was meant for evil will be turned around for good. What was done in darkness will be brought to light. Hallelujah. I know some people are saying, I'm still, still waiting, still pressing ahead, still praying through. And it, it's, it's almost laborious. It's just like, come on, God. But God is saying, hold on, continue to fight, continue to stand, hold the line. It's the righteous remnant in this nation that's holding the line. That That's why the nation is still here. Do not give up. Do not grow weary in doing good. Hallelujah. Strength be to you today in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Strength, wisdom, discernment. Hallelujah. Provision. 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 We speak against that ugly cancer in Jesus' name. That lying spirit. That spirit that wants to take us out. That spirit of death and infirmity. We break it. We bind it. We cast it out. Fear. Break. Bind. Cast out. Hallelujah, the prodigals that are out there, the sons and daughters and family members that are in sin, that are in a lifestyle, the worldly lifestyle that we're praying for. I pray, Lord, you heal the, hear the prayers of the righteous, Lord God, that these prodigals would come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. I pray each and every person listening to this would get the fire today, Lord. Give them the fire. Give them the fire, Lord God. Let them be fire starters, Lord. Remnant warriors, fire starters. Thank you, Lord. And I don't mean that in the natural. I mean it in the supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Walk in the anointing today. Know that God is with us even until the end of the age. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Hallelujah. He loves us so much more than we'll ever know. He made us fearfully and wonderfully for a time as this. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for that family that lost their baby in the fire last night. You know that family. Give them strength. Give them understanding. Give them wisdom. Give them peace, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Well, guys, I just love you and I appreciate you. And I I really believe the best is yet to come. Don't listen to the negative Nellies and the the people that are just hooking into the mainstream corporate media and all their their narratives. Just remember you serve the God who sits on the throne. He's the King of Kings, he's the Lord of Lords. He's never got down from the throne. He's never lost his power. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Love you guys. Bless you. Headed out to Dallas tomorrow. Um going to be doing a, a couple of shows out there and then I'll be back in Nashville and then I'm praying about what our next thing is just because I've been getting a lot of invitations. But I want to make sure it's the Lord, guys. Um, I don't want to get ahead of him. And uh, so I just want to make sure if I'm going somewhere, it's the Lord. And I'm not yoking with people that I shouldn't be yoked with. Uh, I, I want to be operating in pure streams. And God has been doing some powerful things. So we just want to make sure we're wise. So just pray for wisdom and discernment. And that I don't just say yes to everything, but I say yes to the right things. And we believe the revival has started. And we're going to be reporting on it. And uh, it's showing you right from the epicenter, wherever it is that God is moving in this nation, the best is yet to come. It's just beginning. We're gonna see a powerful move of God. I believe it's a great awakening. I believe it's a powerful harvest and we're gonna stand for truth and righteousness. And I love you and I bless you and I give the Lord all the glory because it's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about a name. It's not about a ministry. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus Christ. And he's available to you. If you don't have him in your heart, may today be the day that you, you ask him in in your heart. You can do that right now. Ask him in your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. It's the biggest decision you'll ever make here on earth. It's bigger than any other decision you'll ever make. It'll affect not only your life here, but your eternity, where you will spend eternity. It's real, guys. I, I lived through it. When I almost died being stabbed and I went into the presence of God, I lived through it. It's real. And I'm here to tell you it's real. And and maybe God wants you to have your encounter with him today, to get on fire with him today. It's not a joke. It's not a a make-believe. It's not what they try to tell you. You know in your heart it's real. I mean, come on. you got to have more faith to believe it's not real. How silly is that, right? you got to have more faith to believe that, that you came from a big bang out of nowhere. You know this is real. Of course it's real. So why not make today the day that you say yes, right? Why not make today the day you say yes? It's the biggest, best decision you'll ever make. Hallelujah. Bless you guys. You can write me, Todd.Coconato, todd.coconado at R-L-C-U-S.org. It's sorg It's at Todd.Coconato. Um, you can also go on my website, ToddCoconato.com, and just message me straight from there. Um, you can also go to ToddCoconato.com slash give and help us in uh, funding the operation, the ministry, and the many different cities that we're going to be going to and being fire starters for the kingdom of God Hallelujah. I bless you guys. I love you. We'll talk to you soon.